I was waiting for like a oh newscaster. Yeah, so <laughs> no one's in here with us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, pause it, pause it. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. We're an ex-Christian couple learning how to live on the other side of religion. On this podcast, we'll talk about our journey, reasons we left the church, things we're going through now, and ways we've grown since. So today's episode is going to be a little different than our previous ones have been. Um, but before we get into that, we first wanted to just say thank you so much to all of you who have uh, signed up on our Patreon and who chose to support us through that. And as well as thanks for all of you who have reached out to us about the meetup we're having next week. Or in, is it next week? It's soon. It is. It's in July. Yes, it yeah. is in July. <laughs> if you don't know about the meetup and you're interested in coming and meeting us here in Brooklyn, uh, you can do that. Go to our Instagram or our Patreon. We have, I think, the latest post on there has details about what that's going to be like. And it's July 14th. It's July 14th. So yeah. we're so thankful for everybody for supporting us. Yeah. However you do. Yeah. Okay, so like you said, this episode is going to be a little bit different, and that's because we have our first ever guests on the podcast, and it is our best friends, our best Sarah, friend Sarah and, and Phil. Phil. <laughs> uh, these two are the friends that we met, we had mentioned previously when we met non-Christians for the first time who were exhibiting what we felt like were the gifts of the Spirit. Um, yeah. So we met them a few years ago and have become best friends since, and our deconversion process was really aided by us being able to have a lot of conversations about this stuff with them um, and their their different perspectives. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So one of our favorite things we like to do with them is read the Bible and kind of poke fun at and laugh at the things we used to believe. Um, and we found that to be really healing. Yes, not only poke fun at, but also question. A question, yeah. I guess <laughs> it, it's mainly questioning, but it kind of comes off as poking fun because some of the stuff I used to believe was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So anyways, uh, this next conversation with them is kind of a, another example of many conversations we've had with them uh, just together, but we get to invite you guys in to listen. Yep. All right. Hope you like it. Hey. Hi. Hi. Thanks Hi. for being with us. Today. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We're so, happy to be here. Yeah. So we've had so many really good talks about Christianity with these two. They are also our friends who we met in Portland who first exhibited all of those fruits of the spirit without actually being filled with the spirit and consequently got us out of Christianity. Yes. Yeah, so you guys are already famous from oh my one God. of our I don't want to be episodes. responsible but at the same time, I guess I'm proud of My that. parents are really mad at you. Yeah, I know. Your parents, parents hate you. Yes. I'm glad so we I was, have service. I was yeah. really flattered when you talked about us in that way, though. Yeah, I was flattered, too. Well, you, you were flattered? Yes, because I love you. Um, so today we're going to talk about Satan and the curse of mankind with these two. But before we do, I wanted you guys to give us a little bit of background about your involvement in Christianity. Sure. Phil, start. Yeah, I'll start. I grew up in... Midwest uh, America in Columbus, Ohio, uh, which is a pretty like conservative city, mm -hmm. a conservative place. So I grew up uh, regular evangelical, not evangelical, non-denominational Christian, or mm -hmm. as like kind of lazy Christian. My memories of being younger were we went to church on Sunday. Eventually, I don't have any memories from preschool, but I was in a Christian preschool. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
I don't. I didn't know that either until I saw photos. Um, <laughs> just did that now too. <laughs> we just did. We just like. I have a photo of me like learning to tie my shoes. I don't think it was entirely a was religious. Jesus it was doing like, it? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> you might have helped. Um, and then from there, uh, I think you know after my parents got divorced, my dad got remarried. Things got a little more serious in the Christian realm of things. I was kind of encouraged slash had to go to young life or youth group mm. was that like a middle school yeah i was like in middle school i was it was more of a for high schoolers it seemed like but i was the younger but you were kid. in middle school i was in middle school <laughs> and i had to go with my stepsisters who was four years older than me and she went to young life and i guess had a lot of friends there i didn't and we had just moved to a new city so it's already awkward meeting yeah. new people but it's really awkward meeting new people in, in a church setting mm-hmm. it's like a recipe for and disaster. this is because your dad was a pastor not yet oh, he became okay. a pastor eventually okay it's a long story, I guess. Um, <laughs> so then after going to... I, I, hate, I hated going. I always was trying to get out of going, but I always had to go. Mm-hmm. Never really liked it, but it was always kind of there. And in my head, my level of Christianity was... It was kind of like a back burner threat yeah. kind of thing. Where I was like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but it seems like something I should do because mm-hmm. I don't want to die yeah. Yeah. the worst way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, long story short, my dad eventually becomes a pastor after being a cop. And then things kick into higher gear uh, in the house. I eventually move out. And it was when I was in the army that I got kind of back into Christianity. Mm-hmm. I guess that seed had been planted. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like this is probably a good time to get serious about it. I don't know. Looking <laughs> How back, old are you in the army? I was like 21, early 20s, 21 oh. through like 25. Okay. Yeah. And there was like a two-year stint in there where I kind of went back to it, started revisiting it, and got really deep into it. To a point where I had uh, messaged the guy who writ- who wrote uh, Rick Warren, maybe the purpose yeah. driven life. You messaged him? Yeah, I messaged his company and I was like, "Hey, I'm in the army. Yeah, I got a bunch of people. I don't want to spread the word. I think your book's amazing." He sent me. A- I might have actually purchased the book, so I sent him a message for sure. Yeah, but I, I got like huge shipments of this purpose driven life book. Yeah, and that became my like message, and I started going to the streets preaching. I was buying the Dang. the dollar the fake dollars that had the like. Do you know we're gonna die? Whoa. Got the John three sixteen printer. Yeah. I was leaving those as tips. I was oh strangers. I was deep <laughs> yeah. for a few years. Were you doing this in Iraq? No, it was when I was. <laughs> okay. It was when I was like, <laughs> no. That's not gonna work. I don't think you like like. Uh, I was in a position to like leave a tip anywhere. Oh, okay. You know, that's probably oh, true. Yeah. Let alone leave a, a Bible tip, <laughs> fake money. So I got I got pretty into it for a few years, um, in the evangelical need to tell people about this because if I don't, I'm not doing it yeah. hard enough yeah. Yeah. kind of way. And then after this kind of two years, it just kind of fizzled out to a point where I, mm. uh, I guess I'm just optimistic about things, but I don't think we have an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Totally cool. Cool. That's great. And so then Sarah, where are you? What's your background? Um, so I grew up, uh, kind of casually Catholic, I think is how I like to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, Went to church on Sundays, and I was baptized and went through the whole communion process. But something that I felt like was really interesting that I learned from all of you who have mm-hmm. been, like, within that uh, evangelical sort of realm is, like, we never talked about it outside of church. Like, it was never a thing that we talked about with our family. Yeah. Like, God was not something that came up ever. So not even like on Sundays, like after church and stuff. No, it was like we came home and just like my dad would play guitar and we, I don't know, I'd go play outside or something. Like it was just never like 
there was no, we never had Bible study. Yeah, more of a tradition. Yeah, it was just more of like this ritual that we did, and I never, ever even thought about it. Yeah. Though, the, when I got into like middle school years, um, had some friends who, uh, went to this church camp and they invited me to go. And because of that, like I started to go to their church and it was a non-denominational, uh, sort of Christian evangelical, definitely with like the praising hands in the air Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, singing like happy songs instead of just, yeah, I like started to like, just, I don't know, back then, like I just started to like dip my toes into it and I went to this church camp and, um, it was, it was like really fun at the time, but I think there was a point where I realized like, oh, this is not for me because the pastors went up, went up on stage and there are these two people talking and they're like, um, Hey, how many of you here are related to us? And I was like, this is a weird thing to say. Yeah. And half the room raised their hand. And then, what? and then <laughs> I know, I know. And I was like, okay. And I didn't raise my hand. Obviously I was just there with a friend. Yeah. And then they were like, how many of you here are related to someone who raises their hand? And literally like the whole congregation raised their hand. And I was like, I'm in some sort of weird family cult. Right oh my now. gosh. <laughs> I figured that out when and you then, were like 12. It took me like and then, 28 years. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, they went on to talk about how they were cousins. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Okay, like but- these two married people who or yeah who were who were like who were speaking to the group like we're We're cousins we're cousins yeah and so yeah i was like i don't know what's going on here and that was my last real um uh, yeah that was the last time i was like really in a church was that and i think i was Was maybe 13 yeah that was camp that seems like so insightful even (laughs) though that sounds weird the scenario you just described but like for a 13 year old to pick up on that and be like well that was kind of weird yeah Yeah, it it does seem like that it was odd i think i think i had ended up going to a few of like their church services with my friends after Mm -hmm. that but it like just fizzled out and i was uninterested i was way more interested in like boys and yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. nice. <laughs> <Jesus, laughs> oh that's a good point jesus was jesus my boyfriend yeah. <laughs> many people forget that yeah. i didn't realize that you that was an option at the time yeah i no know it told is me that. yeah I, I did have to learn that he was i could date him he was available mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> well, well great well great so this is so fun because this is like what we talk about all the time with these guys. We talk about religion and because I think we got out of it when we were friends with these two. Yeah. And it's just been like very much on our minds because I feel like every day we learn something new. Whoa, this is like so weird that we actually believe this. Yeah, and it's right. cool talking to Sarah who didn't like grow up as deeply in religion. So I remember the first time you told me, I don't think that many Christians take the Bible as literally as you did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not yeah, possible. That because kind of a surprise. If you're a Christian, you have to take the Bible literally. Um, which I feel like brings us to the point of this podcast, which is reading from the Bible and how weird it is to read it. And yeah. think I took this so literally. Well, that's like a perfect example of something I took literally, the creation story. I feel like mm-hmm. we were young earth creationists. Mm-hmm. I mean, and didn't really like know much about it. Yeah. But that's like, that would be my my default would be like, yeah, I, I think, you know, God did create man just like out of nothing and then created woman from Adam's rib. And it was like a weird yeah. thing. So, you and know? you thought that the earth was like 6,000 years old? Yeah. I or thought like, maybe like 10,000 or, or like something. you hadn't really considered Ten, it. Yeah. In the 10,000s, yeah. Did you think that, Phil? I didn't really think about year, but like to me, the way I was raised was that creationism was a more uh, 
more of a real possibility than mm-hmm. the fact that the science was like, well, it's just randomly mm-hmm. everything, everything just, just melted into existence. Like we didn't have buildings and then all of a sudden out of nothing, a building was made mm-hmm. and yeah. the whole argument was that, well, we know by that being in this apartment or being in this house that we know that without seeing someone build it, that someone built it. Yeah. Right. And this argue, this was my argument. I think mm-hmm. I even told people, yeah. strangers, yeah. that we know being in this, wherever we were, that this was built. But we didn't have to see them built. We can just tell by the structure. And, and at the time, it was a very sound argument. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what my parents were, were telling me. So then the other opposite was like, well, how are you to tell me that this soda can or this other thing, object, was built uh, just just from molecules bouncing into each other. Like, who knows what that means? And yeah. that made way more sense to me. Mm-hmm. That, oh, obviously someone made something. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense that, yeah. if someone made something. So creationism to me was kind of like, oh, oh obviously. Yeah, right. Because the opposite side seems insane. But it was just that I had biased people telling me that. Yeah. yeah. And then now looking at that argument, it's like, Oh, no, we know people build houses because I can look up videos on YouTube. I can walk walk down the street and see I've cranes building houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Build houses. I, can, I know I can go to the store even buy materials. I can build a house. It won't be very good, yeah. but I can do it <laughs> yeah. on my own. I can't mm-hmm. build a universe. So now it's wild, but at the time it was a very sound argument for yeah. creationism in a way totally. that was just like, oh, of course I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, think I would assume there was a builder if I had no idea what a builder was right. before. Of course you wouldn't. Or a painter who painted a picture. I like if you have no concept of that. It was a like, strong argument. Why would for me you too? I was like, I was like, yeah. what do you say to that? Yeah, right. yeah. And it seemed Boom. like I, yeah. I felt that way too. I, I remember like my family and I would kind of scoff at people when they would say that the Earth was ten million years old or whatever. Be like, oh yeah, okay, billions. Joe. Or like my dad. <laughs> we my still don't know much about evolution. <laughs> yeah, my dad's like running joke was. Uh, like evolutionists think that we just all came from some slime in the water. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that happened. We just came from slime. <laughs> well, that's what Ken Ham's. He just says it in yeah, right. right. But then, so like, basically, I believed. I really thought that it was. It took more faith to believe in right. like science, science's explanation for the origins of all of this than it did to believe in Christianity. Which maybe. Well, it's yeah. more complicated. Mm-hmm. When it's actually look yeah. at if a scientist, any scientist who knows anything explains anything to you it's gonna be a lot more complicated than an adult talking to a kid saying the man in the sky an invisible man made this by saying it yeah and it's like, well, right. that's easier for me to understand than yeah. like science because i don't know yeah. chemistry or like mm-hmm. anything yeah so totally so that's a good segue yeah into let's get <laughs> so let's get reading for today back to the bible <laughs> so we're we're not reading the creation story but we're reading the story right after that we're reading about the man and the woman sinning. So, like, the original sin, right? The original yeah. sin. Story of original so, sin. So, mankind getting cursed. So, you guys... Okay. Just... Every, you guys believed, like, every single thing written in the Bible actually happened back when you were a Christian. Like, it was, it was all, like, history, basically. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I, That's I, weird. Mm-hmm. I think when... Man, I think I just, like, growing up, I always thought, like, the whole thing was just, like... I don't, I don't even think I knew the term allegory, yeah. but I thought mm-hmm. it was like all just metaphors and allegory. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I, I never put it into like such a, um, I don't know, so, something that actually like, happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, literally. You're probably right. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people believe that way too. Yeah. A lot of Christians think it is allegorical. And I think it's likely a lot more helpful to people as like a, an inspiring piece of, like an inspiring written work to read if you take it that way as mm-hmm. opposed to literally as well. But yeah. Okay. Let's, 
Let's do the original sin. The original okay, sin. This so, is juicy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first one. We're reading in Genesis 3. And we're it's reading... It's cool a record of the first one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first, the first what? Wild. The like, first it, sin. Because it, it would be crazy. Like, this is technically the fourth sin. We don't really know what happened. To what do you think yeah. is the second one? I don't know. It, they, the first like, sin is pretty bad. Instead of fruit. <laughs> yeah. You're not. You're only vegetable. able yeah. to eat fruits mm-hmm. before that. And someone wrote it down, which is great. That's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to read from Genesis. Genesis 3. It's an ESV. That rhymes. All right. We're starting at verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman... Okay, wait a second. (laughs) The talking snake. (laughs) Wait a second. Yeah, we need to stop here. We always talk about why is... Why did God put a really crafty snake in the garden? He loves tricking people. That's how I see it. When you have kids... At whatever age they are, they're obviously impressionable because they were swindled by a snake or were about to read that, a talking snake. If you're a parent, I'm not (laughs) a parent, I'm not a parent, so I'm like not, I'm not in a position to speak about this, but I would assume if your kids are at any impressionable age where you have, you just kind of bring them into the world, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't put them in a playground with a bunch of tricky, like other creepy adults who would try to trick them. Into doing what they wanted. Yeah. Like you would like, like if there's a bunch of, you know, scary unmarked vans, you're not going to drop your kids off there and say, you can go to anywhere else. Just don't go near those vans. And then the tricky person out of the van's like, Hey, come over here. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. So like, right. Mm -hmm. So like in this scenario, God created these two like fresh humans with like no experience. And then also put a really tricky snake that can talk to them. Yeah. And it literally says, that he made it. Like, that God made yeah. it. The serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God made. So he had put made. the worst one in there. Well, I, I mean, mean there's there probably other ones. ones. But the trickiest. <laughs> the trickiest <laughs> animal. <laughs> I guess if you had to rank them, like, trickiest, either way, yeah. like, right. whatever what the would second be the and trickiest. third trickiest are. But I think <laughs> it's just so funny. It was like, he was just setting everyone up for failure here. Yeah. Like, he didn't even, I don't, like, there was no reason that he needed to put a tree that was that you shouldn't eat from. Yeah. Well, that's oh, jumping ahead. Okay, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. But everybody knows the story, right? Okay. I mean, okay, what have, when's the last time we actually read it literally? It's it's crazy. So the next part... You got one verse in. <laughs> got, it's very... <laughs> yes. So the next part said, the snake said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. That's so confusing. Well, in yeah, the that's midst like a, of the garden, it's not even like really clear. That's a confusing sentence. Well, assume, I guess they know about the tree that's in the middle yeah, of the garden they're like, they're like, that they're like, that one's off limits. Well, why? He like, like purposefully put like a temptation. It's strange that he put it there. Yeah, it said, and it says in the Bible that that God doesn't tempt people, but but also says he a, does tempt people. That was but the first thing he did. What kind of a thing? It, it's like what you were saying. It's like a parent. I mean, we always say this. It's like a, a parent test. has a toddler. They are like, they put something in, in the house or they have like an oven or a fireplace and they leave the room and they say, don't touch that. Like, of course they're going to touch it. Don't touch that fireplace or you'll die, which is maybe true for a toddler. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Except that God also made 
I mean, that's like a parent putting yeah. someone else in there who's going to try to convince that toddler yeah. to go hey, into the should, fire. You yeah. should come over here and check mm-hmm. this out. Yeah, like, what is a kid going to do? And I mean, if you want to be, like, technical, Adam and Eve are basically children. They just were formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have no concepts. Okay, so, so far, they're in the garden. A snake says, did God tell you not to eat that? Yeah, and, and then he tell, and the woman says, yeah, we can't touch that tree because we'll die if we touch it. Okay. She says, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The snake just, oh, hold I'm up sorry. Right there. The snake said that? Yeah, the snake. Didn't he? Okay. So then the snake said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. So like that means they didn't know right and wrong before that. Right. So like they wouldn't understand that they shouldn't do something or that it is bad to do something. Yeah. Maybe they they heard God say that, but they're like... They really understand. And also, I thought there wasn't death before this, too. Maybe that's why death was so scary. But, like, how would they even know the concept of death or the concept of, like, right and wrong? I don't know how they know a lot of concepts. Well, if there's a big. Did God make them, like, PhDs or, like, (laughs) They're so smart. (laughs) What age are they? I don't know. I don't know. They're man and woman, so. So, whatever. 13. 20, 30. What, yeah, what age are you, idea. a man or a woman? Depends what religion you are. Oh, it's a good yeah. point. I think we get your license. <laughs> okay, 16 sounds cool good. Here. Adam and Eve have just gotten their licenses. Okay. <laughs> Let's rewrite this into yeah. like a cool version. That's what we need. All right. So so the, the serpent's telling her that it's actually okay to eat from it. So... So she she thinks about it again, and so it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to her the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. That seems so reasonable to me. If yeah. I, like, I thought something was bad before, uh-huh. and then I learned something, or someone, like, talked to me, and they're like, no, this is actually good. This will make you, like, wiser. It'll open your perspective. Yeah. I would be like, great, that sounds so reasonable, mm-hmm. I'll try it. And you're you so know? trusting, because yeah. you're well, such and a that, baby. Yeah, just also, such a little baby. Like, the first person you talk to, other than God, and he's yeah. just like, hey, you're not going to die. Yeah. Listen, you're fine. And oh, also, they, know. they didn't die. That's true. She didn't she, yeah, she die, point. so she's like, so oh, So the first works. thing he did was trick and lie to them. Well, so maybe... <laughs> so far, maybe yeah. So far. Yeah. Maybe he meant you would die as in you wouldn't have everlasting life. Right. Because they did right. die eventually. Because you, you're, you're sinning. But they yeah. lived a long time, right? I know. They had a good life. Another thing that I think is weird is that the serpent was telling her you'll be wise if you have it. And then she also looks at the tree and she says once she saw that it would make one wise, she ate of the, the fruit. So that's implying that God has this tree and he doesn't want you to be wise. It's it's you don't, I never you saw dumb. that before. Yeah. Like God wants you to be dumb. It's, He's like literally saying don't eat this tree because it will make you wise. Yeah, that's so bizarre to me. So backwards. Yeah. He's like Isn't it the tree of knowledge or something yeah. in the yeah. garden? Like I feel like it's it's weird. Like God just wants you to stay like dumb. That's what it sounds you like. Know? Yeah. Just do whatever he says. Okay, keep reading. Okay. Um then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the... Lo- I know. Okay. okay. Why, why, why do they... Why is this? Really quick. Oh, my God. Like, 
that first thing you learn from the tree of knowledge is that nudity is bad. <laughs> That's the first You're thing. You're by yourself. Like, why would you be self-conscious? I yeah. feel like this was put in here so that, like, you could teach people, like, to wear clothes. Like, at the time this was written in that culture, it was, like, shameful to right, be naked. So course. they added it into the creation yeah. story. Because yeah. it, they said it's the, the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. So a fresh human who, like, doesn't know anything now learns that there are morals and the first the very first thing they do is they feel I should cover my ashamed wiener. of their bodies yeah oh my god There's it's no shaming I yeah. it's strange right that they feel ashamed of their bodies because god made them right you know yeah, like why yeah things aren't adding up so far <laughs> so they heard the sound of the lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord god among the trees of the garden but the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. He said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord Such God... Such a jerk. Such a title. Yeah. It seems... Throws his wife under the bus yeah, immediately. Yeah, totally throws his wife under the <laughs> yeah. bus. He was... Worst I, couple. I mean, the, <laughs> Worst couple. It was her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was standing next to her because it says that, like, Eve, like, saw the fruit and saw it was good. He was right and there. And she gave it to her husband who was with her. Yeah. So he could have, like, listened to the snake <laughs> and been like, shut up. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not doing that. He could have led her. Right. Oh, he, oh. he was right... Maybe he wasn't. So maybe Adam, like, Adam just seems like, I feel like I imagine him standing next to her and just watching, like, a bee go by. And not, like, understanding (laughs) anything. He was distracted by, like, a squirrel or a bee or something. (laughs) Okay, so he tattletales on his wife, and then the Lord says to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So then she blames it on the serpent. All right, and so right away, before anything else, I mean... Even I don't even think there is anything else, but God like immediately goes into the curses. He just is like curse, curse, curse. He just freaks out. Yeah. So the Lord God said to the serpent, "Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel." I think they're where they're talking about Jesus. Mm. Yeah. What? I don't. Well, I don't know. We'd never get that from that unless you would like study the Bible forever. Okay. Just as it says, it sounds like God is just really mad at the snake that He made. Yeah, He made this snake, and He's super mad at him. But and, he, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and, but it, it, if He like knows everything, past, present, future, sort of thing, wouldn't He like knew all this was going to happen? I, I just it's so weird. A this perfect is the God biggest created question. his perfect creation, and he like messed up immediately, and now he has to curse a snake. Why didn't he just start over? Why didn't he just like? Well, he just, waited until was, the flood to start. I over. know, but like, <laughs> it's like there was only two at that point. He's yeah. like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have put that tree in there. Yeah. Like then restart. You yeah. know, like just yeah. Does it seems it seems like he could just easily like you know be like okay you know wash them away really quick and then right. Pop up two new ones. Exactly. You think he did so that easy? so many times before? Maybe he did. Maybe and he's just like, like I can't. This was like his six hundredth try. <laughs> regardless so what happens, I'm keeping them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this will I promise. <laughs> All right. So he curses the snake. Then he curses the woman. He says to her, 
I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. I feel like, what kind of curse Why? is that? Also, like, what is... It seems like those such things an overreaction. Those don't even relate. Yeah. Also, she where did the part a about, piece of fruit, man. Yeah. Like, that of talking snake convinced her yeah. to do. I feel like if I was in the woods and a, a snake came up and told me to do something, I, I would consider it. it. <laughs> you would instantly... 100%. You'd do it right away. <laughs> I would definitely consider it. Because I'd probably think the snake was God. That's a good and point. And be like, lead me. Yeah, right. All right, sure. You got yeah. fruit, okay. Yeah. When's the last time we saw a talking snake? Okay, yeah, I mean. second of all, this... He says he curses woman. This, like, hasn't happened you know, your desire shall be contrary to your husband and he shall rule over you. It happens in in Christianity. I guess that's true. He shall rule I'm gonna say, over you. I feel like, like our desires a... are pretty much in line and I don't feel like I rule over you. No. Same for, I don't know. That's because you guys we... rule over each other? He does, yes. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> more fruit. Some days it's me, some days it's him. So maybe, church. I wonder if that curse like didn't last as long. Or is he... Do you think it's like, oh, he's just mad and he's just like, you're grounded forever. Like a dad, yeah, you would think a, that a dad would be like, "Oh man, I shouldn't have left that there." Yeah, like, I'm sorry, sorry that you were tempted by this creature that I made and put in the garden Let me help with you. But you don't have, you problems. didn't have any concept like, of why not to yeah, do that before. Yeah. Really sorry. Yeah, instead he freaks out and he puts an internal curse on his on daughter. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so because he steps away and then comes back and like, "Hey, what'd you do?" Mm-hmm. Knowing like, that he already knows who what ate they this? did, yeah, <laughs> like a dog. It was like dumb. his food <laughs> in the fridge. He's so mad. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's only was. my tree. I need more knowledge. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're a newly uh, deconverted Christian. We don't mean to sound too blasphemous. And to Adam he said, "Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I have commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life." Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken from dust you are, and dust you shall return. Okay. All right. Well, that is pretty extreme. <laughs> I. That's. Wow. Just like God. his food's not going to be very good. His food but it is doesn't even be, like, really sound any, like, Which that curse seems like that wore off too, because. We just got a delicious baguette at the street at the store. It didn't. Mm-hmm. And you didn't did say you would eat bread, sweat. though. And we're inventing robots, and they take away a lot of our need to work. That's true. Yeah, so, robots are great. But yes, <laughs> <talk more> about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I love robots. <laughs> the, it's just the the tone of this three curses, and I mean, I guess I was adding a little bit of emotion, but like, it's so mean. It's like we said before. Why is God creating this world and like then immediately cursing them? Yeah, it's I, just like what's the point of making it? I, Why didn't he just make, start over, like you said? You're perfect, like the way that you know, like he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be perfect. Or how about let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's just he's an awesome dad. He's mm-hmm. a really good guy. Mm-hmm. He's like the world's best dad. He's really good. Real. He, yeah. Like he's got his faults, but you know he's an, over most of the time he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like let's give him that. Yeah. Or even or even like no, he's a good guy. You know? Okay, yeah, that level. Like, you know, he kind of messes up sometimes. He's a pretty good guy. Like uh-huh. let's give him that. To say that when you're kids, I think, because there's no other record in the Bible of anyone coming before Adam and Eve, that they would be the first humans, Mm -hmm. first male and female. And the first time they mess up, instead of being like, hey, like, let's talk about this. Like, why why did you do that? Like, (laughs) I'm just curious because, like, I created you and I love you 
and I want to, I want to better our relationship. Yeah. And to do that, like, why did you do that? Like, I told you not to. Like, you know, the, this is why it's not good for you. This is why I tell you things because some, some things are dangerous. This was a weird metaphorical test. And, yeah. You know, instead of that, he's just like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like now, like gonna curse you forever and give you a terrible life. Instead of just being like a conversational, open-minded human. It's just straight to punishment. Yeah. yeah. Where as a human, you don't learn anything from that other right. than like, this guy hates me. There's and no opportunity to learn. And, and it creates an immediate fear of now if I do anything wrong, I'm, I'm going to be punished yeah. so hardcore. Well, couldn't have yeah. he, he have even given them like a one-time punishment instead of like, like an eternal curse on all him. of his creation for the yeah. rest of time? No, it was like the first thing that, that went wrong. He's mean. Plus, didn't he know when he was creating them, that that exact scenario was going to play out? Yeah. Well, that's, I had that question even as a Christian and it didn't shake my faith, but I was like, why, why couldn't God have started over if he knew Adam and Eve was going to fail? And I asked like my parents that are pastors and I don't remember the response because probably it was just unsatisfying. Just like, why would he put the snake in the garden? Has anyone else thought of this? Like who's a Christian? Like how do they compensate for it? Well, I yeah. feel like a lot of Christians don't take this story don't that literally, down. you know, right. I mean, maybe they take it as like a really loose metaphor for how the actual creation was. But even so, as a metaphor, it's kind of so confusing. Why did we like, take it so literally? Sense. I don't know. How yeah. could we have taken With it the so metaf- literally? The metaphor, I guess, would be that God created people and God also created temptations for the people to fall into and then gave people free will. And it was giving people a choice between temptations or him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess. That's what you a lot know. of Christians yeah. say. Right. Like he just like immediately throws you into this this life where it's yeah, figure like, it out. <laughs> but it goes back to like it, it goes back to God being omniscient. Like all, if He knows everything, then you don't have free will. I mean, I, I think there's yeah, a lot of people who debate about confusing. that, but yeah, it's just like yeah, if God knew what was going to happen, like then that's going to happen, and you don't really and have free will. You're just kind will. of like living out according to what he already saw. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we don't know what the plan is. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, it's very unsatisfying. Yeah. Yeah. It gets a little bit worse too, because I forgot there's this last part here. Um, and it says the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So they... So, he, oh, so, so wait, God is scared that man is like becoming... God, God, that's a weird sentence to me because as a person reading it who's not Christian anymore, it seems like God is insecure. Yeah. It also He's like, seems man's getting a little too smart now. Mm-hmm. It also seems like uh, there's some other gods he's hanging out with. Is it, it supposed to be like the Trinity? I'm, th- I'm sure it's supposed to be the Trinity. I, Which is other gods, if you think that about it. Is, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me, because I thought it was all him. Just different versions of him. Sarah, God's a mystery. You oh can't understand. Gosh, you guys. So Sarah, don't ask that question. It's okay, well, either way, does God have like other god friends? Like, I feel like I want to talk about that. I feel like none of <laughs> the other gods him. would want to be his friend, because he's so mean. Like is he? But is he like a species of God that are there's Maybe. like a bunch of them and they're all creating universes? Yeah, yeah. one. He's like That's... a mini god, and there's like toy gods. And he's like kind of a shitty one. Yeah. Like he he gets like C plus. Oh he, his universe didn't pan out. This was his <laughs> had to start project. over a few times. Yeah. yeah. It kind of sounds like they're whoever wrote this was just scared of hippies. 
They didn't want pe- these naked hippies running through the field <laughs> eating shrooms, wild shrooms that made them smarter. Oh my gosh! He's like, so they really hey, here's the here's the here's the rule, guys. Like, I know you got your rock music and everything, but wear some clothes. Come on, you hippies! Don't eat that stuff over there. If uh-huh. you do, you'll die. Exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the f- I remember reading this. Uh, with you. I think we read it again as non-believers for the first time with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're in your house or your place or something, and we decided we wanted to read the Bible again. I think Sarah, yeah. you wanted to read the Bible. I again. really wanted to. Re- okay, I really wanted to read it because I'd never actually read it. Oh yeah, that's so like, interesting. All I had ever heard was, I mean, I I didn't know any of the the stories from it, so yeah. I was just yeah. really curious because you guys had been so into it uh-huh. like before and we had had so many discussions about it i just wanted to have any sort of context and then i started i i was like let's start at the beginning yeah, yeah i was like this is so short i really mm-hmm. thought genesis like this the whole like story of how of creation story i thought it was gonna be super long yeah it was like yeah. a couple paragraphs yeah. and i was mm-hmm. like this is what everything's based on yeah right i know when you, you first said that it. to me i couldn't believe it either i had never noticed that before and yeah. i i never noticed how weird like this part was the the part about the curse Mm -hmm. well we experienced that with you guys this summer like reading the bible was the thing that deconverted us the fastest Mm -hmm. now the bible is so crazy yeah i feel like i hear people say or i read people say that on reddit a lot yeah the the way that they deconverted was reading the bible yeah Yeah. so it's counterintuitive i was surprised reading this that I kind of thought that, like, the creation story happened, but God was sort of off the hook for all of this negative stuff because, like, Eve chose her destiny, you uh-huh. know, because, like, God, God, like, said, these are the rules, now, now it's up to you, and then she chose. But I, so, I was thinking that she, like, chose to walk away from God and kind of chose, like, chose to have a cursed life. Uh-huh. But I was so surprised, <laughs> you know, like, whatever, she chose to sin. Um, it gives you such an excuse to hate on women, though. Yeah, I know, no, I'm totally... Um, but then reading this, it's so clear. God, God is the one who decides to like curse the earth and to make the earth fallen. You know, you know how Christians always are like, well, this earth has fallen, the world's fallen, but soon we're going to be reconciled with God again. And I feel like they kind of let God off the hook for that. And they're like, well, it's man. It's because man is sinful. That's why the earth has fallen. But God could have just forgiven them. The earth is screwed up because God literally says he is like cursing the earth here. He could forgive. He could have forgiven them so easily and been like, Oh, I understand. Yeah. Right. Like let's move on from this. So it seems like God is the one who caused the earth to be this way. And plus he, he's the one who made all the rules about it. And he put everything They kept eating from the tree. For hundreds of years, and they never they listened would to never God. Stop. And one final, <laughs> one apple was one too many apples. <laughs> it was the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that was really weird, which we talk about a lot from this story, is that uh, it's it's the serpent who you know tempts Eve. And when we first read it through, like with fresh eyes, we we're like, why do people think that this is Satan or this is the devil? Because nowhere does it say that it's the devil or Satan at all like and they use those words in the bible they use satan right and do they mm-hmm. use the devil yeah but like here there's no mention of it so like he According is he's story, existing in yeah. the bible and other places but he's not here so why do we think that he's here well and if if the serpent is the devil it says the first verse is now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the lord god had made so it doesn't sound like then did god make the devil 
And he, I guess but, he did make well, the devil, he would have right? had to if he made everything and yeah. he controlled everything and he planned everything. Mm-hmm. So assuming the snake is the devil, then God created Adam and Eve as blank slates, put him in the garden. Then he he created the devil, put the devil in the garden with them, the knowing that he was going to go thing. and try to trick them. And yeah. then when they fell for the devil's trick, which they're completely like unequipped for, he curses them for the rest of time and kicks them out of his garden. And then ruins everyone to be born yeah and then forever, curses, yeah, forever right. and ever and ever and ever because because of you're born sin. into it yeah yeah the original sin. so what do you do you- so when you're born you're being it's punished crazy. for something the first people did and the thing the first people did is eat an apple <laughs> we were talking about that it's like what if we never what if like okay everybody in the whole world never forgave us as americans for having slaves right like and forever now if you were born an american you like have to pay some kind of i don't know like penance like the yeah forever your whole life you have to pay a tax or because something some i mean because they're not going to kill you in this society us. but like, or like you or no one ever forgave the germans or for before the that holocaust like, yeah no one ever forgave i don't know the other wars i mean Roman there's so many wars yeah. yeah what if japan never forgave us for dropping the bombs yeah you know like it's weird it's like we're cursing generations and generations yeah. and generations or god is like for this, for not thing. even a harmful crime. No, for trying to get more wisdom. Yeah. that's honestly the sin. She, she the says sin she, is trying to get more wisdom. I mean, it's disobeying God. Yeah, I guess that's the sin. Is going against God's rules. But I, I but like it's because God just, is insecure and He doesn't want them to know, have knowledge. It says in the last in the last verse in verse twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. It's, it's really weird. It, it picture it makes God. It, seem insecure it was a weird picture of god reading it through he seems like he has a lot of human emotions like not like when people describe god they're like he's a mystery and you you don't know what he you know he's really thinking and why he does the things he does but it's so clear that he's having like regular human emotions he's just insecure and jealous yeah yeah so imagine you're a person who'd never read the bible before ever you read you start at page one and read what three chapters Mm -hmm. What do you think about God? Well, that's then? Sarah. That was me that's last you, summer, yeah. and I thought he was so mean. Like yeah. it, it seemed like he just tricked him immediately, and that he set him up for failure. And it was—I don't know. I think we had talked so much about it that I was ready to like kind of look at it in such a critical way, anyway. But yeah. um, like, it seemed just so—I don't know. It just seems like a. a a way to like make sure people are following rules like making like rules are so important Mm -hmm. and and we're about to like lay out a ton of them after this basically Mm -hmm. yeah so if you break any of those other ones (laughs) some bad things gonna happen right how much more of a beautiful story would have been had this book started the same way and and god was like you know what it's okay. I forgive you. Like that. That was oh my. Gosh. I'd be like, well, okay. Start off on a good note. It's like, so loving. Yeah, it's so like, loving. It was like the first thing everyone talks about. Is how yeah. loving you are, and you forgave these two first people because yeah. obviously you should have. Yeah. But that's awesome. But it starts off on the the opposite note. Yeah. Of like, oh, he didn't. Okay, it hasn't worked. Totally. Yeah. If he was like, yeah, I I forgive you. There are consequences to your actions, but I forgive you, and I still love you. Instead of that, he's like, get out of here right now. (laughs) Cursed for the rest of your life. So mad. So angry. Um, Another, like, perspective uh, we're seeing here is that in this story that's laid out, the serpent seems to me like he's almost more of the good guy than God is. So what he's like, what he's trying to convince 
Eve to do is to gain more knowledge, to like mm-hmm. gain more wisdom, right? And mm-hmm. so he's almost in a in a certain way, he's like offering offering her like a wider perspective, like, hey. I know God said not to eat that apple or you'll die, but like, listen, you're not going to die. You're just going to have like way more wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. To me, I that seems like, like great. God is like, I want to keep you dumb. Yeah. It's just, I think that's just hard for like a Christian to see because obviously the worst thing in the world you could do is disobey God. You know, like they don't ever see the perspective of, but what like, if God's wrong? I know. Well, God's not wrong, Joe. Or <laughs> what if like you, everyone has this preconceived, preconceived notion that God is good just because he is God. But what if he's an evil God and like, he just is telling everyone that he's good and that he's loving when everything he's doing is not. Mm -hmm. Especially the first thing you do in the book that you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. In all of your history. What are you just not going to question? Like when you're born, this sounds exactly like our childhood, like Phil, well, Mm -hmm. Katie and Phil, like we grew up in a totally Christian environment with Christian parents who like did everything they could to protect us from learning certain things about the world. Mm -hmm. And in their mind, they're doing that for their own sake out of love for us. Yeah. But like now I can see how, like, I wish I would have had a wider perspective. I wish I would have been able to explore other things and had like more wisdom about the world, you Mm -hmm. know? It's the same. I guess I can see where like Christian parenting patterns come from if we're basing it on God. That's you know that's exactly what this sounds like mm-hmm. in the beginning of the Bible. And God, it just seems yeah. like if you're scared, you're easier to control. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's been shown throughout history. That yeah. like the best way to control people is to keep them through scared. fear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this seems to me so much like it's just written from a human. Right. The way they describe the author of this book who's unknown but it's of course a man or woman a man like a man man. (laughs) yeah just describes what he thinks god is which Mm. in his mind god acts exactly like a normal person would act like getting upset and feeling insecure that his like underlings are getting as powerful as him and vengeance and and, vengeance and you're like and you have to right your wrongs right like Mm -hmm. things that have been wrong if you've been wronged like you deserve something Yeah. yeah Yeah. You deserve to be righted. Well, let's talk about some other places in the Bible where the devil comes up. Because okay. if so, assuming the snake in the beginning of the Bible is the devil, to me, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Well, so far, this, he doesn't seem that bad. He doesn't he's seem just, so bad, at least. He seems curious. He's like the cool uncle who's like, it's, like, hey, it's not really that out. bad. Like, they're just trying to scare right. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was created to tempt, like, what he had no choice. Yeah. Like, like your cool uncle who, like, gives you a beer when you're, like, 13 uh-huh. or something. Like, try this. Hey, just, like, take a sip. It's not that bad. Yeah. And then you think it's gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is interesting because the first time I thought about how... <laughs> it sounds so weird to say now, like, how maybe Satan isn't actually that bad of a guy. Like, was because of Sarah. Because one night we were all talking about religion again, and she was like, why does the devil have to be so strong? Because Christians are so scared of the devil I all so the time. I was so scared of the devil. Like, why would we be so scared of the devil if God is so powerful? Yeah. That's what you were saying. Like, yeah. God should be more powerful. He should be able to protect us from this devil. But, like, everywhere you go, Christians are like, watch out! The devil's gonna get you! Watch out! The devil's gonna yeah. get you! Watch Did out! Did people say that to you, Phil? Like, was that a thing when you were growing up? Where people like really look out for the devil he's like hiding around the corner it was more like it was like it's like uh kind of like in layman's terms like you'll be tempted throughout life and that's the devil like the feeling now it's like them saying like just any bad thing feel the manifestation of a temptation you have 
that you've been grown up to feel guilty about, mm-hmm. whether that be like looking at porn or like drinking a beer too young mm-hmm. or cursing <laughs> uh-huh. or listening to music with curse words in it, like mm-hmm. the regular Christian do not do list. Like that, anytime you feel any urge to do anything we haven't told you about, that's the devil. That's a bad person. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seems like in olden times that this was trying to prevent rebellion from yeah. the leadership because they're like, hey, like, we can kind of get away with it. They're not going to kill you if yeah. you like, do this thing. But they're just trying to instill fears. Like, if you don't listen to the leaders, then we'll kill you. Yeah, right. That's a good way to control a child, too. Right. You know, like, they're always scared of the devil. Like, so you better do your chores or... Well, yeah. you guys, like, actually were afraid, uh, like, of a physical devil. Like, he existed and yeah. he, like, was trying for some reason. Like, his whole goal was to make you do bad things for... I don't yeah. really understand It was that, like but... his whole goal was to trip you up. Like, because even what you're saying, like, how, Phil, how the devil to you when you're younger was like all those bad thoughts or like Mm -hmm. temptations you had. Don't you feel like most of your time spent thinking about like spiritual or Christian things was thinking about how to stop like having those temptations. Right. It's like so much of your mind is like taken up with trying to push the devil back because he's like always trying to get you to do sins. Why Why is is he so, why (laughs) why is God help us? Basically, he's everywhere. Yeah. The, so the devil, the devil is so much more a part of everyday life than God is. Yeah, right. You're so like in terms of like physical like evidence of God or the devil. Yeah. If Christians are right, then there's so much more evidence of the devil every single day because I have t- temptations to do sins every day. I don't yeah. have anything from God ever. That's true. Yes, he's like <laughs> right? always everywhere. And it, he, like, always has the best ideas, So, too. yeah. <laughs> he always wants you to, like, have fun and to, like... Explore your <laughs> ideas. Explore. Yeah. And Take learn. Risks. Uh-huh. Learn things. So, yeah, like, that was... Go outside your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird because we, when we were thinking about it, we're like, why do we believe in all of that? And why do we think that, like, the devil is so strong? And why are we constantly scared of him? Yeah. And we, like, we were with you guys and we were looking up verses about, you know, why... Why are we so scared of the devil? And it it was, like, kind of unsatisfying. We didn't find much about it. We didn't find where he was doing bad things in the Bible, like, where he was, like, like physically tempting people besides Jesus. But it wasn't like he was trying to get Jesus to kill other people. Yeah, let's or, not no. talk about that temptation of Jesus. Yeah. It was just, like, drinks. You can make bread and eat it, right? Or, like, drink yeah. some water. <laughs> Which you're is, hung, like, you're thirsty. kind of funny right now. That's you, like, go to like, someone who's fasting and you're like, hey, if you're God, like... Turn that, th- turn those rocks into bread. You're probably pretty hungry, right? <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> seem like that, like crazy of a thing to tempt someone to it's do. It's not the same temptations that we're experiencing, which are like tempting you to, like push a kid in school or tempting you to steal some no something from the yeah. store. There's no to do it because a he's God, yeah, and made the person who's tempting him. Mm-hmm. But even if he was human, he's aware that yeah. he's the savior. So there's nothing in it for him to do the thing because it's right. not a re- true temptation yeah right yeah, it's just like it's someone really like odd. the bitch can't do this and he's <laughs> like I was like I'm Jesus like yeah, like, that's not that's, get out of here the yeah, devil yeah, just kind of yeah. seems oh, so like a that was one line I know wasn't it? it was like almost nothing yeah when you go back and look at that part it's like super short and it just seems kind of like the devil doesn't seem like he's that malicious. He just seems like he's asking God some questions that he's, we ask him. Like, kind of God, if you're really God, can Prove you just yourself, give me a right? sign? Yeah. Like, I saw it like that. Like, what? it seems like G- Satan was just basically asking 
for a sign that he's really God. It's like if, imagine that Satan had the mind of people like us who were like questioning things and we didn't trust God implicitly. Mm -hmm. He's like, God, if you're God, then jump off that cliff. You can fly, right? If you're God, then you can. Right. Are we the devil? Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, it's so... Okay, but honestly, like, uh, he doesn't seem that bad. And I know we might be jumping ahead on things, but, like, how many people did the devil kill? Did he kill anyone? How many? Well, I'm sure he did, but it's like, you know, what's funny is that that's not recorded in the Bible as much as how many people God killed. Yeah, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that the devil killed in the Bible, but God killed, like... Millions that's what I of mean. people in the Bible. Like, that's one and of the babies. commandments, too, is thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God, but God doesn't keep any of his own commandments, no. which yeah. is, like, pretty frustrating. Right, mm-hmm. totally. Like, he choose, he's like, I'm God, I'm just going to kill whenever I want, or I'm going to tell you to kill people. Which is not a good way to lead. By, you want to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah, literally rules. kills everyone in Noah's Ark because they didn't worship him. I okay. I mean, I, not that's, Noah that's and his another arc. thing that I just can't get over is that why does he need so much worship? Like, what is he getting out of that? I don't understand. Like that he, either. like yeah, if he's all powerful, he's so needy that he God. needs us to worship him or, yeah. or what? Well, again, it's like it seems obvious that a human made up this idea of God to be exactly like how a human would feel to like want praise. Yeah, and like it's like a as someone like whose a friend, friend was a king and he didn't get to be king. So yeah, write a book about what I want. <laughs> so jealous of his yeah, king, so his king, king friend. friend. His king friend. Oh, my friend's gonna be kings. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So I don't know. God is God's not looking too good so far. And the Satan doesn't have that much recorded on him, like, about him doing, like, bad things, like, tricking people or killing people. It, you know, we have, like, a couple of verses about how we need to watch out for him. You know, the one that everybody likes to quote is in First Peter 5, 8, and it says, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But, you know, it... It literally, this is what the Christians are saying, you know? So right. I, when I read that, I was like, well, this isn't an account of what the devil did. It's like what someone's telling you to watch out for this person. But like, what if that, what if the people who were writing it were wrong? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, I want to read the devil's wrong. Bible. I want to see the Joe, devil's perspective. That's so far. <laughs> yeah. That's for another podcast. Okay. Okay. I feel like that I could be interpreted as like, whether I watch out for the devil, because everything's just an interpretation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be like really beautiful advice of like, watch out for like your temptations to like not be true to yourself yeah, or watch out for like people who try to lead you astray from your, like your own true path. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like write such a beautiful Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, Hey, like let's, let's go through a bunch of curveballs, but you guys stay true to who you are. I mean, a lot of people try to bring you down in yeah. this world. Cause the world's hard. Cause yeah. it's, I'm God. I made it a little tough for you, but let's, <laughs> You'll get through it. Oh. Just watch out for that that devil guy. Oh no! Why? Why do we have to watch out for him? I don't know. Why he is he put so him strong, there? Sarah? Why? Why is the devil so strong? Well, I think that's so. That other doesn't make any sense. Main example of the devil in the Bible is in Job. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Where the God actually talks to the devil. A yeah. Bunch. So God and the devil are just like hanging out, buddying around, mm-hmm. and saying coffee like <laughs> they're just like at a coffee shop. No, so so what is the what is the thing? So they're hanging out and they're saying it's kind of a wager on Job's like Job's, Job's life, life right? yeah. Because God thinks that Job will always stay true to God, right? And the devil thinks that 
Okay, so uh, should I read some of this? Maybe. They're talking, about, they're talking about like one person. Yeah, one guy, one uh, poor guy, Job, that they so, are just so like testing on. Job is like the most pious guy, right? Like yeah. he's like he's God's Super number one devout. fan, mm-hmm. and he has, and he's like doing well. Too. How many he people has, are alive like, at this point? Is there like ten? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, there's more. A, there's a lot. Why is it just him? Job well, is important, Phil. <laughs> But this is, we were reading this because when you look up how many times is Satan referenced in the Bible, it's like, there's tons of times and it's like, most of them are concentrated in the book of Job. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I forgot that God was having a conversation with Satan. And so we went to go read it and it's actually, it's, it's, it doesn't so much show that Satan isn't evil, but what it does show again is that God is, is more evil. Right. Is a dick. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, you should read okay. some. Um One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? said the Lord, asked asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Wait, so are they like just riding around together, hanging out? It says the members of heavenly court. I I don't know what that means. I mean, is it... I think it's supposed to be like angels. It says um, so. sons of God, I think, under in the in the footnotes. Okay. Yeah, so the, well, like, that's weird. They're having brunch. Right. <laughs> so they're just up there like hanging out. And Satan's there too for God some in reason. The, God and the angels and, and then Satan. Satan. Yeah. And then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Why? Does why does God need people to fear God? That's yeah. that fear thing. <laughs> it's right. like it's just like what Phil was saying about how if it was written from a king's perspective, because kings like want the fear because it's not just fear; it's also respect. It's like yeah. so much respect that you're afraid. No, right. what? But uh, that's I feel like people say that and are like excited about it, like oh, the fear of God, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like a very. I think maybe like a Southern thing. <laughs> well, like people like, love the fear of God. Yeah. And it's I just Bible, don't, I, Bible like thing. a good God fear and folk right, sort of yeah. thing. And I just, why are you so proud of that? Yeah. Like you're, that, that's, it's like if how, God <laughs> is good, why should you fear him? Yeah. And if God is love, why should you fear him? Uh huh. I just don't understand that. Like why it has to be such like authority. Yeah. Yeah. Such like power. It's another time when the Bible takes a word and then they decide what it means. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I also love how when these are written and there's quotations as if God literally said it. They're, there's <laughs> the creator of everything. Yeah. The most unbelievable power that we can only, in our little human brains, personify as a person yeah. speaking to another entity that's also not a human, an entity <laughs> of something. Mm-hmm. And they're chatting in complete sentences together as if that's how they communicate. Yeah, who, yeah. Right. who heard this and wrote it down? I like, know, because only p- people who are in this or, or would know about this would be get, Satan if, and if, if two beings, God one being the, angels, the creator of everything angels, and yeah. one being a creation of that, but also crazy powerful, yeah. that it would be a bit more confusing how they talked if they needed to talk to right. each other. 
Maybe they like beam their thoughts into each other. Or just like we wouldn't, even, we wouldn't even have words to <laughs> yeah, describe it. Right. Okay. Yeah. This uh, this is now. I think this is where we got to when I was like, why is the devil so strong? Like, why did God? Like, he has the power to make him less strong. Yeah. Yes. If he's God, doesn't yes. he have the power like right now to say like, oh, devil, I messed up. You're not devil anymore. Yeah. Everyone's or saved. just like he's like, oh, this is really annoying. Let's get this devil out of here. Yeah. And then everything's so much better. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't and, make any sense. Even we watched a debate last night where they said that evil was the absence of God, right? Like, I mean, that's what Christians say. But, like, isn't evil also the devil? And the devil is made from God. Yeah. God made it. Like, so how can... So God did make evil. Right. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just the absence of him. Why did he make the devil? Why, why did he even, like, have the choice of, of evil? Like, he could have... Yeah. If he wanted everything to be perfect, which he clearly didn't. But if he did, he would just make it so that there wasn't that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, right. so that you couldn't do anything evil. Yeah. I don't know. This... Real, wait, real quick too. Yes. I looked up the fear thing. I looked up the definition of it and there's a definition. The archaic definition is a mixed feeling of dread and reverence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that well, is the worst. That sounds about right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love uh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Okay. And and God's like, all right, I'll, I need to prove myself to you. Yeah, literally, I'll accept it. Yeah, literally the, the next line is, all right. You may test him, the the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. But like, this is... Satan is Satan is like literally tempting God in a different way here. Yeah, he absolutely is. Like, if you take away everything Job has, will he still love you? And God's like, okay, uh, you're on. Yeah. You know what I mean? He tempted God into this, (laughs) This like, he's playing with us. He's He's playing playing with us. us. That's, like, so weird. When you see God in that light, like, reading it through, like, this, I don't know, just that God's, like, just playing with us. We're just his playthings. He's, like, testing how long we'll love him for because he thinks that, like, Job will, no matter what happens. Yeah. So he takes his most devoted person who loves God him the most and Unless he sticks the devil. the devil on him yeah like go ahead satan you can do whatever you want and don't that's hurt supposed him to be the, but... god is supposed to be the most loving creator of all time of that's anyone. so opposite yeah it just that's seems insane. like they're setting it up for whoever wrote this to all the people that they rule over to be like hey if we like burn down your village and take all of your shit like you still gotta be happy and that's yeah. god's plan for you, you still should it's just like god. it's just like a cover-all let's yeah. cover all the base what are the things we do we rape people we like have slaves <laughs> we're gonna burn down villages and kill nations of people yeah and if we take everything from you at least you got god to yeah look forward to that's yeah. what yeah. this kind of seems like that's what it's for that's what it's in the bible for my dad said that he uses this book a lot because he feels like god did this to him he feels like he's joe that's so sad and that's why and he's like but Job still loved him and God was happy. Right. That's so I'm going to do that. And I was like, I I was thinking about that. I'm like, this is so twisted. Like, why? Like, if you zoom out, just zoom out. Sure. I understand that this is like a, it shows that God sometimes will do these things to you, even if you're the most devoted servant, but you should still worship him. But like, zoom out. Do you think that God is loving? 
Like, right. Yeah, no. Think about that. It's just so crazy. In every one of these scenarios, I feel like the question that we should always ask when we read the Bible is, is God loving in it, this scenario, in this context? Or you do just think that he's loving because you've always just told yourself that God is love no yeah. matter what he does. But this is not, how could you ever think that this is love for God to like take one of his kids and right. give him to the devil to play Where with? Where are there examples of him being loving? Like I, Jesus? But not like God well, they said that Jesus. God made Job really rich. Okay. So, but he also makes a lot of people really poor. So it's true. Mm-hmm. That kind of evens out. He loves you if you worship him. So that's something. Well, Job unless, unless, unless Job, unless Job, <laughs> unless you're Job, <laughs> unless you're Job, you worship him a little bit too much, and then he's gonna test yeah. test you because the devil's like that's the only reason he loves you because you give him blessings. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I feel like from all of this, we've really learned. Well, it really seems like is that all of the accounts that we have with Satan, we don't really see like the evidence or him actually hurting people as much as we have like the stories where God is doing evil things. Like, and it's it's like we should hold God more accountable because He's the one who's supposed to be loving. He's the Creator. So anything, anytime He does something evil, it's like way worse because Satan is supposed to be evil. Yeah, but God's doing the more evil things. Right. Sure. Yeah. That was it's really re- hard for us to read as a Christian. To yeah. see that, to yeah, notice that. I know. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first time we started to realize that God wasn't good was like the craziest wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Weird. Did she, like, for you guys, like Sarah, did you assume God was good? Like, is that kind of your understanding what people thought about God? Yeah, I mean, Cause that's, I like, mean, like, just sense, didn't right? really think about it, like, super deeply back then. I but yeah, I guess it was school. like, oh, yeah, God is good. Yeah. Like, worship. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't like. I didn't really consider it, and I had never really like thought about like, oh, God created the entire universe, and like what that means. Yeah, like that the evils included in that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, did you, Phil? Did you have like a a waking up moment when you realized God wasn't good, or is that? It was no. Well, I did, but recently it was after I had already like kind of left. Like kind of when we did this. Yeah, summer. yeah. It was yeah. More like I left it because I just didn't want to. It. I was happier without it yeah and also like in the first kind of like years of slowly stepping away from it it was scary because I, I was like all right i'll take a risk like hopefully i don't maybe when i'm older i can ask for forgiveness again mm-hmm. i was like, like sneaking kind of, in there again yeah like i'm just like hopefully i live a long life and i'll do all my sins i want to do and then i'll get back <laughs> to christianity like at the end <laughs> and that was always kind of my thought and then like each year it'd be like oh, you know you're sinning i was like oh, whatever it's just like Seems to be fine. Yeah. But it was just, kind of, it was always kind of like risky. You know? Yeah, like you're, kind of, like you're you know? taking a risk. And then I think eventually just enough of that over enough time, it just faded away. Mm-hmm. And my life got dramatically better Yeah, on, on every front and it just kind of faded away. But I think when I was in it, I never... <laughs> An interesting thing I just wanted to interrupt yeah. you is that I feel like a lot of Christians would hear you say that and they'd say, well, your life got better. I think that's the devil, like, making your life better that's to trick true. you to walk away from God. But in that scenario... The devil's like helping you so much. Right. He's That's helping you right. more than God ever did. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and, I, and I can honestly say that I am like a 180 more compassionate, empathetic, yeah. loving person now. And I don't need religion for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I, I want to be like accepting of like whatever your background is or whatever you're going through, regardless if you're deep in religion or out of religion or mm-hmm. need religion, like that you're still like someone cares for you. Yeah. They'll listen to you as opposed to a black and white, there's right and wrong. Right. And uh, I think that's crazy. I think, but when I was in it, though, it, I never thought deeply about it. It was more of like a quick fear-based, like, you know, hey, where are you going to go when you die? I was like, well, I don't know. 
And yeah. then it was like, well, there's two options. One sell, one seven. I was like, well, I want the better one. Of course. So then I found all of the reasons. Hard. I was like, then I was like, okay, the whole lukewarm thing. You can't be lukewarm. So it's like, I had to bring myself mm-hmm. to a mental place where I was obsessed and yeah. believed it to a core where I was talking to strangers, yeah. mm-hmm. which I was able to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think because it wasn't rooted in like truth, to, it was something I kind of manifested myself. Uh-huh. It could only, it only had a couple years before it faded away okay. because it wasn't rooted well enough in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely, like I hadn't thought about it in uh, a lot until like past summer when we, when we really started to, to re actually read the Bible yeah. when it like just jumped out mm-hmm. and was like, God is not this loving being. Yeah. And it was very just clear. Just because he exists. Right. Just, yeah. just him even if he did create everything doesn't make him good. Right. Yeah. And it, none of the stories led me to think like, Oh, he, he's a, he's loves you. Right. Like yeah. nothing. Yeah. None it's of just that. Against, against logic. Mm-hmm. It's he, weird. He it's so weird to think about that though, because when I was at my deepest point in Christianity, yeah. I was, I thought I felt so deeply to my core that God loved me so much that he was love. I would like be praying to him, like crying because I was overwhelmed by how much he loved me. Mm -hmm. And I think I like what that meant to me was that I felt like I was such a worthless sinner, a piece of garbage without him. And it was so loving for him to accept me by Jesus's blood and bring me into heaven. That was like, that's why I thought he was loving. But I feel like now I, can zoom out and say like, well, if you were a worthless sinner, God made you that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you have to step back. It's weird. You, yeah. It, when you're in it, it seems like it all you makes sense. And it seems like past like a boundary or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you didn't eat from any tree. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Make it so much easier. I think maybe we fed you something. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good though. Like I, I can't believe, I think like, I think what we want all of our listeners to really do is zoom out a lot because always zoom out you're if you're a christian i mean you gotta have thought about it before you're like sort of staying in a pocket you know like you're Mm -hmm. you i'm sure you have a ton of christian friends you have going to church every sunday just like be good to yourself and zoom out so that you can really start to like look at these questions you know is god loving what is satan doing to tempt you what is God who, doing to protect you? What is God yeah. doing to protect you? Who are you as a person? Who made you that way? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Really yeah. use your brain, I yeah. guess. I think we're all in we're all in our own bubbles in yeah. some way. We put ourselves in them. And I admit I'm in a bubble with the four of you guys. We have certain we have a ideas that I'm sure our perspectives aren't as open to certain things as right. other things. But I'm I feel like I'm aware of that, aware of that and mm-hmm. like trying to be as open as possible. Well, and not live our lives by it and not tell it to other people on threat of death. Yeah. We don't have the answers necessarily, but, you know, I feel like it's definitely not the Bible answer. And I Mm -hmm. think it's okay to say, like, you don't know. Yeah. And I know that sounds really scary, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be. No, Mm -hmm. it... It is scary if you grew up knowing the answers, but, like, once you realize, like, how free it is on the other side, it's not scary anymore. Yeah. It's like... It's true freedom. It's not the fake freedom that Christianity tells you about. It's like actual, real, mm-hmm. beautiful freedom. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good talk. We're so glad that you guys could come and yeah. record with us. We're so happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to be here for a long time. We're actually not leaving. <laughs> we're going to so have I'm lots of podcasts yeah. together. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of that episode. If you haven't already, check out our website, bornagainagain.co. All of these podcasts will be on there, as well as some blog posts that we've written and a huge list of resources for the recently deconverted Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, But until next time, have fun. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.